And right now, it's time to cash checks and have sex, man. Adrian, right here. When you jumped up on the ring ropes after the fight, and then you said in the interview that you thought you won the fight, and you come here, you say you think you won the fight. I wonder if you really believe in your heart you actually won the fight. Yeah, hell yeah, I, I believe I won the fight. Shit, that's just like, that's just like when you believe that you want cheese on that burger. <laughs> you know what you're looking for. <laughs> hell yeah, I feel like I won. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with another episode. And okay, this is tomorrow, but today, what we're recording right now, it is a, a holiday. Uh, everybody pretty much had a three day weekend. Uh, Eli, did you get one? Uh, pretty well, I had to work yesterday. Okay, so that, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, you did. That's what we record. <laughs> but yeah, well, a lot of you had a, a three day weekend and got to relax. And, and of course, you got the chance to celebrate MLK Day. And Eli, we've talked about this because they don't celebrate MLK Day down in Mississippi. Damn it. What are you guys, another Arizona? Well, actually, we're worse. <laughs> okay, we don't celebrate MLK Day. We celebrate Robert E. Lee Day. Oh, really? Yeah, the Confederate general of the <laughs> Civil War. So, yeah, apparently his birthday is sometime last week. So they never acknowledge MLK Day. They said they give people off. You know, in rec uh, recognize Robert E. Lee Day because they don't want to say MLK Day. And what kind of do you guys eat like a pie or a cake that day? Any kind of donut or anything? Everybody just goes <laughs> to Cracker Barrel, I guess. You know, <laughs> it's like super bad. Peach cobbler, something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unsweetened tea. I don't know. <laughs> Mayonnaise. You know. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell is going on, but yeah, they recognize Robert E. Lee Day, so they're giving all that, but. It's pissed off. I mean, you get you get the day off, so I mean, they can call it whatever they want to call it. At the same time, as long as you get the day off or time and a half, whatever you get, hey, might as well just go with it. So, uh, Eli, something I did want to talk to you about that yeah. Adrian Broner thing. I didn't get a chance to watch. Did you get a chance to watch that fight? Adrian Broner, uh, Pacquiao. Oh no, I didn't. I watched the UFC, but I no, I didn't. I didn't watch the Pacquiao. Ah, fuck. Well, fuck. We're past <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, one more thing we're gonna talk about. Forget that. Did you get a chance to watch any football games this this weekend? Nope. Fuck. <laughs> I, I was working yesterday. I didn't get to watch football. Yesterday. Okay, you guys get a chance. See, I was off the day, so I actually got a chance to watch some games and stuff like that. So yeah, apparently the Super Bowl Fifty whatever is already settled. No, it's nobody's teams that they want because everybody claims they hate the Patriots, but everybody knows the Patriots going anyway. I don't care who goes. I just want to go to Super Bowl party and eat food. That's all I care about. So, <laughs> give me that. I don't care who wins. And, and the commercials. We're going to yeah. get some commercials, Eli. I was pretty close to calling. I said a few months ago that I bet you it was going to be the Rams and the Chiefs in the in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. But I, I was one team off. The Saints were there. See, the thing is, we're, we're, I'm in Mississippi. 
the Saints are in Louisiana next door. So it's a lot of Saints fans down here. Like people have Saints tattoos all over them, everything like that. Saints paraphernalia. Everybody was mm-hmm. watching them. So when the Saints lost, everybody, the whole state was hurt. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> that was like my 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 state last year when the Vikings, you know, lost. Right. <laughs> lost, and then we had the Super Bowl in our town. <laughs> right. Like they could have played in the Super Bowl. Could have been the first team to do that. Is they messed that up? So. Yeah, it was it was it was wild. Uh, shout out to Saints fans, There's so many of them that were super hurt. I'm like, y'all really take this shit that seriously? It's like a fucking cult. <laughs> like, let it go. And sometimes it's not always the ref's fault. It's not always some conspiracy. It's not always getting paid off. Sometimes you fucking lost. <laughs> sometimes that happens, you know. Uh, that being said, can we move on to the podcast? Yeah. Okay, let's actually get into it. For uh, those that know how we operate, this is where we uh, talk about the box office numbers. And actually pretty interesting. I can't wait to get into it. So, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one box office this week? Well, you posted that. I don't know. Is the Dragon Ball Z make it or what? You it's posted that. It, but it's not number one. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll just go ahead and give it to you. Well, the thing, I, I first I'll talk about what I post. So what I post was on a Wednesday. Sorry, I posted on a Thursday. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z was number one that Wednesday. So it was like the number one box office that day. And I was like, wow, okay. But the number one for this weekend was actually Glass. Oh, okay. So that yeah. did people are, okay. Well, good for that guy. Okay, so let me ask you, have you been following the the Shyamalan cinematic universe? No, universe? I, I've seen Unbreakable, and I like that movie, but I never saw the second one yet. I never saw it either, because he made so many shit movies, you don't know what's <laughs> yeah. good and what's not, you know? Yeah, so I wanted to see it before I went and saw this new one, and I just haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. So. That's the same way. I'm like, I'm like I don't want to jump into this one. I haven't seen the other one, because they say it's more of a sequel to the last one than it was to, yeah. to Unbreakable. They're saying you need to see the other one first. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, well, well fuck that. I just wait till yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just wait till I get on on a on a trilogy and on iTunes or Voodoo or something and just buy the bundle like I did with Purge. You there know, you go. And probably never watch it. <laughs> but it was on sale anyway. Uh, number two, the upside. Oh, that one. What, what is that about? That's the feel good white guy gets becomes friends with the black guy movie. Oh, another one of those. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, number three, Aquaman. Okay. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Before we get to it, can we can we talk about Aquaman for a second? We break down Aquaman. Sure. Okay. I went and saw I went and saw it again. I saw it three times for me. <laughs> Damn, you went three times? Because <laughs> I oh I tried to go see the Dragon Ball Z movie, but it was fucking sold out. <laughs> exactly. I, people were we're gonna talk about Dragon Ball Z in a second. But it was funny that I bought my tickets and I saw three people. Can I see Dragon Ball Z? Sold out. <laughs> Can I see? No, sold out. <laughs> you got to get the tickets ahead of time. Well, I couldn't. It's like every showing was like I went online. And every fucking like showing was like booked. Was- Look, I bought my tickets on Friday to see them Wednesday. The seven o'clock showing was sold out. It was like four seats left in the nine thirty showing. I was like, let me go ahead and get these now before you know before I get a chance to even see it. So, uh, what was I talking about? Okay, Aquaman. We're going to get yeah. to Dragon Ball Z. Let's talk about it. I'm excited, too. I'm just excited as you are, Eli, because we never talk about Dragon Ball Z on here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what we're talking about is we're going to see exactly where Aquaman places in the DC movies. Oh, keep hitting it. Anyway, 
I think it is it hasn't beat the Dark Knight Rises yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's on its heels. I I I said it was gonna do it this week. I really thought it was gonna do it this week, but I guess Dragon Ball Z kind of stepped on his toes or something. I don't know. Uh, I think it's gonna happen next week, and then when that happens, it's gonna be big news everywhere, and we're gonna be you know ecstatic and delighted and all this stuff. So yeah, let me just make sure see how far it is away from. Uh, Oh, fuck. Hold on. I'm getting the numbers. I'm getting the numbers. I'm here. Okay. Because I, I kept hitting the wrong number. My, my fingers are getting over here. Okay. It is number. Ooh, it's right there. Okay. So Aquaman right now is at 1,067,000, right? The Dark Knight Rises at 1,084,000. Oh, so it's not. It's, it's right there. It's right there. It, it's going to beat it. It's going to happen. Fuck it. I'll go see it myself again. <laughs> you know it was I mean? still cool. I, I still hasn't gotten old for me. I mean, fuck, I mean, I want to see it win, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go again to see Aquaman. I, I want to bring somebody with me. I'm gonna see. Maybe I get the family to go with me. Maybe my nephew. I don't know if he cares about that stuff, but yeah, I probably do that. And the theater was still pretty packed too when I saw it. Even some people clapped. So it's like I think it's like I think people who haven't seen it yet are starting to come around to it. You know. Kind of yeah, like how they, Wonder Woman, the like Wonder Woman Mouth was, was getting up. yeah, because they yeah. had oh no, this is a DC, this is actually a good DC movie. You can go see this one. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, because it was pretty packed. I mean, there was a lot of people in there, and and yeah, there was actually people clapping. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, Eli, something something hit me with Aquaman, and I've always thought about this this like uh like were there any like deep themes in the movie, or was there was the movie trying to say anything? Was there actually a commentary to it? And I've always written the movie off like, nah, there wasn't one. But honestly, Eli, after thinking about it, there is like a theme or or like an actual commentary to this movie that people are kind of overlooking. Yeah. Yeah. Let me break it down for a second. I'm trying to, I should have wrote this down, but I'm just going off the top with this. Okay. So, uh, Aquaman's main theme, and we're talking about in the New 52 run of the comic books with Jeff Johns, is that Aquaman's main theme is that, you know, he belongs to two worlds. He's mixed breed. You know, he, uh not quite human not quite atlantean so he has to walk between two different worlds so when you change his race in the movie like you know to, to jason momoa to make him you know not racially ambiguous but make him you know native because in real life jason momoa is polynesian and caucasian he's both you know so you cast uh you know a mixed race actor in that role it brings home the theme more of what they're saying that they're really trying to bring home uh, a biracial character and he's trying to find a way to walk, you know, walk the line between two worlds. And what really brings it home is his brother. His brother, uh, Ocean Master, who is this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Aryan perfection, you know, full breed, full blood that keeps reminding him over and over and over again, you're a mixed race, you're half-breed, you know, you're a bastard. You know, he keeps reminding him that he's mixed race the whole time. And... I think with a lot of, and we live in a world of 2019 where there are a lot of, you know, biracial, mixed race people in the world. It, it, it trying to make a hell. James Wan, <laughs> yeah, is mixed race. I think he's like half Asian, half Australian, or some some shit like that. I don't know. And I think the movie was trying to make a, the movie didn't beat you over the head with it, but it was definitely a commentary. I felt felt they were trying to make with that. Yeah, it's something I noticed. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a half breed. Like <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. It's something I. I picked up on and another reason why I liked it, you know, like even in that, when they put up his stats, when they, there's the fight between him and Orm and yeah. they put up his, you know, Orm's, Orm's picture, his stats and his, his fight card and all the shit he does. And it just, it's half breed. 
<laughs> drunk. <Right>. And he, <laughs> it's he kept saying it over and over again, you know, to, to drive it home to what he was saying. Because, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the whole point of the movie. In the movie, it was saying, like, yes, he is the person that can bridge these two worlds together, which a lot of people saying, say, for, you know, for biracial people, they said, instead of having to choose this side or that side, they can kind of be the bridge the gap between, you know, like they were doing with, with Miles Morales. They didn't beat you over the head with it, but he was accepting, you know, both sides pretty easily, his black side and his Latino side. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, good, good job, Aquaman. I don't, just because I figured that out for some reason, I'm going to go see it again. Because I wanted to beat The Dark Knight Rises. I didn't even like The Dark Knight Rises. Like, I don't even think uh, Nolan liked Dark Knight Rises. Look, they made him do that movie. They made him do that movie because he just wanted to make Inception. That's all. That's all the movie he wanted to make. But they wouldn't give him the money to do it until he gave him another Batman movie. I'm like, fuck it. Here's your fucking Batman movie. You happy? Good, I'm out. <laughs> all right, now. Give it to me. you like, what was number four? Oh, I don't know. Spider-Man? No. We, we just had this big build-up. Oh, oh. Is it Dragon Ball? It's Dragon Ball. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Dragon Ball was number four at the theaters for the weekend, which is weird because Dragon Ball was actually in a third of the theaters that the other three movies were yeah, in. Yeah, it was only like it's like the theaters that I – like around me, they're only having like one or two showings a day mm-hmm. of it. You know? It's like what the – and they were all sold out. So it was it was weird. And the thing is, if Dragon Ball was even in half of the theaters that these other movies were in, we might be looking at a different story. Yeah. Yeah, might because have, it yeah. was I'm pretty Glass might have been number two. It might have <laughs> been. I mean, like I said, <laughs> that would have been f- really fucked up. <laughs> Get beat by a Japanese Dragon Ball Z cartoon. So, like I said, I got a chance to see the movie. Uh, Eli, I'm going to just be honest with you. This movie is, like I said, we've always talked about, oh, Man of Steel was a good Dragon Ball movie. Or, you know, Matrix Revolution was a good Dragon Ball movie. No, this was a good Dragon Ball movie. This wasn't a movie that was adapting Dragon Ball or trying to cater to the American audience. This is 100%, you know, uncut, untapped, unfiltered, straight from Columbia, straight in your veins, <laughs> Dragon Ball. You know, just just stick it in my veins, just just give it to me. And that's what this movie was. Everything you love about Dragon Ball, it was that. But it was on the big screen. Now, the thing about this movie is that it's actually been out in, in Japan like for, for months now. So a lot of people have bootlegged this movie already and have already seen it. You know, but it's in the Japanese or Japanese subtitles and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. But I feel like it's a movie that you have to see in the theaters. Okay. And not only that, it's a movie that you have to see with a crowd. Because the, that's the, the crowd made the movie so... So energetic. I it I've had a very it hasn't been too many movies that I've been to where the crowd was this energetic. I mean, I'm thinking like I'm not gonna say it was Avengers level, but it was close to that. Yeah, well I'm sure it was all fans. It was all fans. Like I said, this yeah. this is this is not a movie that if you've never heard of Dragon Ball Z before, you're not gonna walk into this movie and know what the fuck's going on. It's not gonna happen. You know. But if you're a fan and you understand these characters understand the world that they come up in yeah you you you're gonna go nuts because especially with this movie it's weird how it's structured it's a first thing it's like about 30 minutes of dialogue no fighting just build up kind of like if you don't know dragon ball it's kind of telling you what dragon ball is it's getting you caught up so it's it's fine there but then like the last 45 minutes of the movie nothing but a straight fight scene nothing but fighting straight fighting that's it 
it wouldn't work in a theatrical movie because you know you're always gonna have your love interest and your dialogue fuck that this is just fighting the whole fucking time and i was fucking loving it because the shit was awesome the animation was great uh they've had some cgi in it like you're like oh that's where the money went okay it's pretty cool some people uh and the thing is like as far as like the dragon ball and this movie is dragon ball canon because the main villain of this movie is Broly, but he's actually the more of the movies he's been in, there's never been canon before. So this is the first technically the first time he's like basically kind of new fifty two'd him. You know. Okay. Changed up his origin. Changed up Goku's origin. They changed up a lot of stuff. There's a lot of characters that have been non canon. They finally brought in for the first time. They retooled Goku's origin where he kinda used to kinda hint at being Superman. Now he's just full fucking Superman. And his dad is Jorel, you know. Before in the old cartoon, uh, his dad was like, uh, "Oh, y'all already shipped my son off. Okay, I don't give a fuck. Whatever, you know." And they shipped him to Earth, you know, to conquer Earth. He never did. But in this one, he knows his planet, his home planet, is about to blow up. So he looks for a planet called Earth, and he know if he goes to Earth, they have low power levels. He'll be fine there. He'll be a god to them. He didn't say that, but I'm just throwing that shit in there, you know. And then he flies off in the pod, and you know, his mom and dad, goodbye, my son. Make us a better world. And then as soon as he leaves, you know, the planet blows up and bullshit. So it they pretty much just copied and paste Superman. So you're really gonna hear these Superman versus Goku arguments now, you know, if they weren't already bad enough before. Um uh, Yeah, I mean the movie was just awesome. The crowd was into it. I actually haven't even seen like they it's a whole new series called Dragon Ball Super. I haven't seen a single episode of it. So they were doing shit. I was like, wait, when they learn to do that? But it was enough for me to catch up because I've seen like every other Dragon Ball shit. But yeah, overall, I got the movie a uh, 4.5 out of 5. It was some stuff that changed up that I was kind of like not cool. Because the thing about Broly, like the main villain. Now, in the old movies when Broly used to show up, he was a fucking Terminator. He was unstoppable. They couldn't do anything with him. They used to send like five guys at him. He used to squat him away like flies. He didn't talk anything. All the thing he used to say was, you know, and they would just have this mean look and that's it. But now in the new movie, they gave him like a backstory. And even though I said there was no love interest, they actually did give him a love interest for some reason, you know. And she saved him at the end with the power of love and all this bullshit like that. And he wasn't just this unstoppable juggernaut was before. He actually never been in a fight before. So he had to learn how to fight. But once he learned how to fight, they are like, oh, we can't do shit with this guy. You know, and that was interesting. So the, the plot was the fighting, if it makes any sense. I don't know. Yeah, because my kid, he's a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. And um, he was like when I told him about the movie and he well, he knew about it, but he didn't really express any interest in seeing it because he never thought Broly was that cool of a character. He's just what? like, oh, he's just Broly he's just hands big, down the best guy they've ever had. He's like, oh, he's just a big guy and he hates he hates Goku because he cried and he's just and you know. <laughs> yeah, they've actually thrown all that shit out. They changed, and that's what I was expecting. I was like, okay, they he doesn't hate Goku because he cried. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I see, he just like yeah, whatever. Broly's just one of those, you know, so powerful, whatever. Uh, you know, just <laughs> he's Doomsday, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, was like, I don't know, man. People are saying it's good, and he's like, well, so then we tried to attempt to see it. Yeah. And, you, you can tell him that that origin, because that was the old origin. He, Goku made him cry when he was a baby, so that's why he wanted to kill him. They threw all that shit out the window. So yeah, okay. <laughs> they completely knew 52, that shit. All right. Well, I wonder how I'll feel about that. He'll be like, what? They on <laughs> everything. <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> and some people were like that. They were like, what the fuck? You know? 
So Not yeah, you did have people that were pissed up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want a sensitive bro. He actually had like a dialogue and like a scene where he was talking about a flashback and his best friend. I'm like, this is Broly. It's like if if they gave Doomsday dialogue right before he fought Superman. You know, <laughs> when I was a young boy on Krypton. You know that it would be just that odd. So it's. It's some getting it's some getting used to, but yeah, definitely tell him to go see the movie. He's gonna All love right. the movie. Yeah, and plus the last I think one of the last ones he's seen was I can't remember. The guy the one with that who looks like a rabbit. He's like that super god dude. Yeah. He's in it and does nothing. He just sits there and just drinks yeah. tea all Yeah. Time. That was the last one I think he saw and he he kind of fell off. He's he just hasn't been in the Dragon Ball Z lately. So so when I when he, this came up, he was like, eh. <laughs> Like he doesn't I, I, I watch it was any awesome. of the new shows. I didn't. Shit. I didn't even see that when I heard about it. But that's, that's kind of what got Dragon Ball Z back, you know, from you know revive. But yeah, people are, are loving this one. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he tried it. He, we tried to see it, but couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like getting rock concert tickets, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? They're only showing one screening today. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that's my review uh, review with Dragon Ball. Let's keep going down the list. Okay, number five, we got Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Oh, I saw that again too. Damn, you just okay? Did you have different thoughts on the movie this time? Oh, it's or? still it's still cool, and but you and and the, and the theater was was kind of packed again. It's like it was still pretty full for like uh, it's been out what a month now, over a month. Yeah. And and yeah, the theater was still pretty packed. It, what I thought was really cool there was some black folks dressed up as Spider Man in the movie theater. Oh, they they had like the mask on and stuff. And yeah, they, I was like, oh shit, hey, Spider Man. I, I think <laughs> both Aquaman and Spider Verse are both getting word of mouth because Spider Verse the same way. Like people are like, I'm not going to see that movie. Then people are saying, no, you need to go see the movie. The movie is good. Yeah, and it just won the the won the fucking award and shit. And, and that's what people turn their heads right at. Wait, that won the award? Okay, let me go see the movie. It's still in the theaters, you know. Yeah. So, uh, number six, A Dog's Way Home. I don't know what the fuck that is. One of dog movies for dog folks. Yeah. That, I don't know why it was popular. Anyway, uh, number seven, Escape Room. Number eight, Mary Poppins, y'all. And number nine, Bumblebee. Eli, I was this close to seeing it this weekend. Oh, that's cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they are making another one. They already said they greenlit another It made enough money to justify a sequel. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Even though it's still the lowest grossing Transformer movie of all time, but that's that's new here there. Yeah. Uh, and number ten on the basis of sex. Oh, I feel RG- like the movie is false advertising, man. You RG- got RGB, no RBG. Right. You got that hot chick Felicity, what's her name, and then you got sex on the title, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna see that. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> yeah, we just pissed off a bunch of feminists right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, toxic masculinity. Hey, Jiggles, why don't you scoot that gorgeous butt into this courtroom? <laughs> right. This movie is false advertising. I want my money back. Uh. Oh, shit. What else we got to? Oh, let's move on past that. Before we get to, uh, fuck that. All right, let's talk about Lee Daniels. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels, for those that don't know, made a whole bunch of uh, movies. Depressing ass movies. Yeah, uh, Eli, can you read off the list again? Because I completely forgot what. I, um, Precious and Monsters Ball. Precious so. Monsters Ball. So uh, that's the only one. Though, the I, Butler. I, if you've seen that, I, I didn't see that though. The Butler is about this Butler. <laughs> uh, that's a presidential Butler that has gone through history with the the presidents and stuff like that. He actually was a real guy, and he died like 
like a month after Obama got elected, and the last thing he did was, you know, uh, put his vote in for Obama, then he died. I don't know if that happened. Or oh, not, really? But, <laughs> yeah, he's like Forrest Gump or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> like barely made it there. That's it, you know. So, but he had best been a, like a presidential butler forever and seen all kind of stuff in JFK and Nixon and you know all the stuff like that. So, anyway, uh, he also uh, is the showrunner of Empire. It's a show with. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, she yeah. Runs us. Yeah, he runs the show. Like, he created the show, everything. That and another show called Star, which actually put the first transgender... Anyway, we're getting off subject. He wants to make a gay superhero. Okay. And... What, Mid- Midnighter? No, he actually wants to create one from scratch. Oh, okay. But not really. He didn't really make it from scratch. So he's not going to do Midnighter or any of these other guys like that. Uh, He found an Instagram sensation called Super Bitch. Yeah, so that's the name. Uh, Super Bitch has kind of got a, a fan base, a following, being a gay superhero. I've seen a few of the clips. Uh, I will say this, Eli. The guy is really limber. Oh, is that that dude with the high heels and yes, shit? with the pink high heels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, it's going to be like Pootie Tang. It's going to be like Pootie Tang, yeah. I mean, the guy is athletic. Like, if they made a gay Spider-Man, you know, I could picture him playing the role, you know. But, well, that's a think of it. Damn, is Spider-Man gay now? <laughs> they probably have a... It's a multiverse. They have a gay Spider-Man somewhere. Because <laughs> he does move like Spider-Man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when he saw it, I was like, he looks like gay same, Spider-Man. Same build, same body type. Yeah, I could, like if they made a gay spy, a gay black Spider-Man, that would be it. You better not touch Miles Morales Marvel. Don't just, just, I know I just, spoke that into existence. Just just take the what's up danger and put YMCA you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> over Spider-Man. He has a, 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 a fishnet... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stop <laughs> before we get too far in there. But anyway, Super Bitch, he wants to make Super Bitch a movie. He said it's not going to be his first movie, second movie. It's going to be down the road. And uh, okay, this is why I want to talk about this. This is why I want to talk about this. Now, comic creators are always complaining about they're always taking existing characters and turning them gay, like Iceman or what's it make gay? Joker, I guess. Okay, sure. He, he kind of flips and flops and whoever, you know. Oh, they're complaining, you made Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy gay. They've been gay since the 90s. Where the fuck you guys been? <laughs> but anyway, the thing is, they're making an original hero. I don't know what his powers are. I don't, I don't think I want to know what his powers are, you know. But he's a new hero from scratch. They're not changing anybody. They're not making anybody. He's making a movie. So, honestly, Eli, I feel like this is, I, I feel two ways about this. I feel like this is the way to go if you want to do that. Now, if they make this super bitch movie and the super bitch movie does half a billion dollars, good for him. Obviously, it was a good idea. Nobody else wanted to do. You can't complain about it. Or whatever they do to make their money back on it. I don't have to see it. I don't have to go support super bitch. I, it's not my demo. I'm not the target demographic. But if somebody else wants to see a movie made like that and they put their money, hard on money into it, go for it. Now, that being said, I do have a flip side of that. I do feel like it is perpetuating another stereotype. True. I mean, super bitch, high heels, Anson. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. If the movie makes money, have at it. Make a sequel. Make a trilogy. Infinity Gay or whatever. I don't know. Do what the fuck you want to. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything at the time. But yeah. Copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before Lee Daniels get a hold of it. 
Oh, uh, but that's how I feel about that. So yeah, make your super bitch movie and that's cool. I just want to get out there before we actually get to the depressing shit. Uh, you want to talk about Punisher? If you want. Oh, that's right. You didn't see it. I forgot. I didn't watch the shit yet. You didn't watch it. Okay, so I guess it's. You watched it. I guess it? I'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I watched some of it, and some of it watched me. Because what I did, I was watching, I fell asleep, and I just left it on. And every now and then, Google will ask me, you know, do you want to keep watching? I'm like, sure. And he go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I cut, I cut the major parts of it, you know, the meat of it. I know where the story went. I know who the bad guys are. Is there a guy named John Pilgrim in the comics? Not that I can think of. I don't know. It sounds familiar. I didn't bother Googling something like that. I was going to ask you and see if it was. But anyway, that seems to be like one of the main bad guys. Of course, Jigsaw pops back up and... Uh, Eli hot, is, hot, 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 hot. I mean, hey, look, I, I fuck him. You know, <laughs> it's exactly what you said it was. He's super bitch, super bitch jigsaw. You're right. <laughs> super bitch versus jigsaw. <laughs> now that movie make a half a billion. <laughs> and and the thing is, it's just like you said. He's hot. He's sexy. He got a few beauty scars, almost like that. And guess what? He's still banging hot women, just like he was in the first movie. I mean, the first season. These chicks dig scars. Like what the hell, man? That's like that's the whole point of Jigsaw. He used to be beautiful. Now he can't get a woman. But if he's still banging hot women, what's the point of being Jigsaw? Yeah, what the hell? He kind of defeated the I point. I think he's hotter with the scars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the woman was hotter. He was banging this time. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? I don't get it. This is the weirdest shit. But yeah, it's. I don't, I don't know. Punisher is like one of my least favorite of these Marvel movies. It's a Marvel show. It's not Iron Fist. It's not. It's better than that. But I just don't find it interesting. I don't know. I mean, because one thing, Punisher is barely in it. I'm not saying like he don't wear the suit or the skull. He's barely in it. It always got some other fuckers popping up and it's got their backstories and they got to talk about it and they got to oh well I did this and I did that and it was once upon a time I did this and then Punisher shows up like three shows later and then he finally shoots somebody I'm like nah that's okay Yeah, I had a couple people say hey if you didn't like the first season don't bother with this one honestly I like the first okay. season better I like the first <laughs> season better to be honest with you because it just feel honestly it just feel like Punisher was just aimlessly just wandering around he'd meet up with some people hey Punisher go do this for me okay and he'd shoot some people and then you just do some other shit. And then Jigsaw sees him. He starts crying. He feels bad about fucking up Jigsaw's face. You know, he kind of barely fucked up Jigsaw's face. So, But he feels guilty about that. You know. It's. Yeah. I mean, honest, the show's going to get canceled next week anyway. Yeah, what's the point? So, yeah, what's the point? I got all, I got the rest of my life to watch it. <laughs> oh, at least until Netflix pulls the shit. You know, one or the other. <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah, it's you just watch it at your leisure whenever you want to. I don't Eli, you you honestly I can't see you liking this Eli. I mean I'm good. All uh, the complaints yeah. you had about the last one, I really don't see you getting into this. That's what I'm saying. It's like should I buy like I thought I saw it on there, like, ooh, should I watch the Punisher? Oh hey, the Killer Mike show's on. I'll watch that. The before. Killer Mike show is awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I'm like, what the fuck else is on Netflix? Like, why am I, why am I forcing myself to watch this Punisher shit when I didn't like the first season? Oh, yeah, I can have a podcast. That's why I'm watching. <laughs> Otherwise, That's I wouldn't what I give said. a fuck. Remember last time? It feels like a chore. It, it feels like, like exactly what it, it was. Like it felt like it felt like work watching this yeah. show. 
Yeah. It's like, fuck, I got to watch that? Oh, man. 13 episodes of this horse shit. And like, and like, why can't it just be 10? Why can't it be like Iron Fist? Yeah. Make it a little easier. Like, no, you're giving you a full 13, 58 minutes of show. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. You know, got to get through this shit. So, yeah. But oh, can I make some other Netflix recommendations? Okay. Much better shows than this one. Yeah. Okay. Killer Mike. That's one. That was awesome. It's tr- trigger warning. Right? Trigger Kill- warning. Wait, be careful because you will get triggered. Oh yeah, watching this. I, I still got. I still got to watch two. I still got two episodes left. Two episodes. So. Okay, I watched like the first three, and I was like, okay, this show was interesting. Like Killer Mike <laughs> has a show with this one. He has, he has yeah. a brilliant idea with this one, and yeah. it made me think. They're like, man, maybe I should you know do things differently the way I do things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what else? Okay, Ja Rule has a documentary, but it's not about Ja Rule. Remember that thing that happened last year? No. Damn. Nobody remembers it but me. It was all over the news, but nobody remembers it. Okay, hold on. Let me drink my water. Okay, so there was this thing called a fire festival last year where there was on the Bahamas. Where oh, they, okay, yeah. Ja Rule attached his name to it, and it was like a complete bust. The uh, party completely fell apart. They false advertised. They stole everybody's money, and the guy disappeared. They made a documentary about that. They actually made two documentaries. One documentary was on Hulu, another documentary was on Netflix, but they're two completely documentaries, and they're from two different slight angles. One angle is kind of, you know, making them like the victim, like Ja Rule is the victim, and the other one is painting them like the asshole. So it's, it's, I only saw the Netflix, so I didn't see the Hulu, but other people said they, they like both of them. So uh, it was no new information about me, because I followed that whole story, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, that being said, there was another show, Eli, you have to fucking watch this show. Oh, yeah? You. Have you seen it? No. Watch that fucking show. That show is fucking nuts. Okay. It's actually good. It's like 10 episodes. It's a whole season. It's already been renewed for the second season. I won't tell you anything about it. All I know is that I'm like in the fourth fourth episode right now. And I'm like, this shit is fucking crazy. And everybody's saying, oh, don't worry. It gets crazier. <laughs> so, yes, go watch you. Watch, watch you. So, that being said, the why just, you, that's the kid, is that the one with the fucking like hammer or something I saw. I think so. There is a hammer in there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there, I just gave you three choices better than Punisher. Go watch those shits. Not you, Eli, but everybody listen to this. Go watch those shits. Watch Punisher whenever you feel like it or don't watch it. I don't care because it's just going to get canceled anyway. So, so, yeah, just, I don't know. All I got to say on that. Oh, what else we have on the menu? Spider Man. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's why we pay you the big bucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Spider Man Far From Home, and I'm glad you brought that up because there was some other stuff I want to talk about. So, Spider Man Far From Home dropped the trailer. It actually dropped like the date after we did a podcast, and I wanted to squeeze it in, but we get a chance to. And Eli, what what you what you think about it? I think it's fine. It's cool. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah, it's another Spider-Man movie. We've seen a billion of them, you know. Mysterio and is that Hydro Man and look like Sandman? Okay, they're saying it's not Sandman. Oh, okay. But they're definitely saying that it is Hydro Man. So, uh, but it's a rock or monster villain. Like, base is not Sandman, but like some other rock monster villain like that. They had like a a cloud villain that was in there. They had a lava villain that was in there. So it's supposed to be like some elementals popping up in there. And then, you know, the trailer makes it looks like Mysterio is going to be the one saving the world and stuff like that. But come on. We, we read a comic or two. We know. We know Mysterio is doing this shit. He's full of shit. 
He's full of shit. We know this. You know. Yeah, he's super David Copperfield. Exactly. That's basically his the point. If super, if David Copperfield was a villain, so he's making yeah. all this bullshit. He wants to make himself look like a hero. That's what I'm thinking. He he's doing this shit to make himself look like a hero, which is actually a pretty brilliant idea because he wants to be like Iron Man and Avengers and Spider Man and be worshipped and loved and stuff like that. That actually sounds interesting. That actually sounds interesting. I, so I, I didn't think of that. I, I didn't think like yeah. I didn't think of his motivations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might be making stuff up, but it sounds pretty interesting. I um, just said, oh, it looks like he, it looks like they're making him into like do- another Doctor Strange and shit. That's what I was wondering. Is he is he actual a sorcerer or is he still like an illusionist or whatever? He, he's got to be an illusionist, but he's doing stuff to make him. He, he's all that because that's his thing, you know. Yeah, he's an illusionist. He yeah. makes, he's like a magician. Yeah, yeah magicians, illusionists, whatever. Uh, interesting thing that I saw in that. Okay, like I said, we know we saw the romance between Happy and and. Aunt May, uh, that's pretty cool. It looked like she has the homeless shelter like she did in the in the comics and in the video game, so that's yeah, pretty cool. Like, oh yeah, I've been playing the video game. Oh, have, like, have you not played it yet? I've been playing it. Okay, I've, I've beaten the thing like three times already. Okay, yeah, I'm. I don't know how far I am, but I, I'm yeah, I'm just doing a lot of yeah, getting all those side missions and you know finding backpacks and taking pictures of shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was doing. You know, <laughs> like you want to like you got all this crime and you got all these missions going on, but then let me like a bird pops up like that. You know, you get crime tokens for it, so you go find a bird and stuff. You know, went, went to the top of the World Trade Center and like actually felt vertigo and shit. Like holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then dive off and stuff. Oh, yeah, then I dove off. It's like wow, holy! This actually looks like because I've I've been in the World Trade Center for real. You know, yeah. So okay. I was like, holy shit, this is like the real thing. Damn, holy fuck. And I got my you're standing on top of this shit. stuff, so yeah. <laughs> then oh. I jumped off and whoa. Okay, so what so what landmarks have you seen yet? A bunch. Uh Rand Corporation, the the Wakanda Embassy. Yep, found out. Uh, Oscorp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course all the, you know, Daily Bugle and like the like the Rockefeller Center, all those like those New York tourist tourist places. Mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, so like that. Yeah, yeah that's it. Just... Radio City Music Hall. Uh-huh. Uh, Did you see Avengers Tower? I haven't seen that one yet. No, it's, it's there. It's in there. Okay, yeah. So I'm just kind. I'm just kind of like unlocking each area. Like I'm not going crazy like I did with Batman, where I just, you know, go from one end of the city to the other. I'm kind of like sticking to one area and getting everything done in that area, and then you know, then on to the next, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? The, the towers, the cell phone towers, or whatever. Yeah, where you just yeah, unlock like, everything. So unlock like the shit. And, oh, look at all this shit I can do, and I'll just. You know, I think there's a way you can turn the mini map off. Okay. If I can do that, I'm actually going to run through it again. All right. And I just I like the last person I beat was a uh, uh, shocker. I okay, so you're shocker. about a third of the yeah. way there. Yeah, you, you got a good way and, to go. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I snuck into one of those the thing with the train where I helped the cop find the the the, the fuse boxes or whatever and. And then they they drove away. It was the the the, the mass the demon guys, and there was like that car. I had to chase the car down. And okay. That was like the last thing I did. I was yeah. Like, they, you're gonna <laughs> get a bunch of missions like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna keep repeatedly popping up. So oh yeah, one one other thing I want to talk about uh Spider Man Far From Home, Nick Fury's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting, like why is Nick Fury recruiting a 16 year old? <laughs> but it made me think now i do want to say this one thing like a lot of people are confused right now like where does this movie take place like does it take place after Endgame? does it take place before infinity war uh kevin feige has gone on record actually multiple times saying this movie and not only him tom holland said it also 
the movie takes place after Endgame. Yeah. Like completely. So whatever happens at the Endgame happens now. So yeah, some people are depressed. Saying, okay, so how is Nick Fury there? He's dead. How is Spider-Man there? He's dead. Blah, 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 and all stuff like that. They're back. It happens. But if you want to say that what, so Endgame had no stakes, let's think about this for a second. Happy Hogan tells Spider-Man, you're on your own this time. Now, why did he say that? Yeah, where's Tony Stark? Where are any of the Avengers? Why is oh, Nick Fury recruiting him? Why He got Captain America on speed dial. He's got Tony Stark. Why is Happy always hanging around? Where is Tony? You know, it, it's it's making you think. I don't know. Is this the new Avengers? It may be. I, I mean, mean, no Thor? I mean, Black Widow? Really? Hawkeye? No, he's going to bypass all those guys. Let's get this 16-year-old. Or maybe um, there's just some shit going down in Europe and, he, and Spider-Man's there. That may be true. But why go for Spider-Man? It's the only guy you're recruiting. When you have the Avengers, because Nick Fury has popped up on the Avengers plenty of times before he just showed up at their house. Like, hey, got a mission. You know, he didn't need all of them. He, he could probably just get one of them. But he's going for Spider-Man. So it makes you think that maybe something has happened to them. Yeah, well, I, I mean, what's the absence of Tony Stark? I was kind of thinking that anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, Happy's here, you know. On your own, but it just make you think like, the, where's Captain America? You know, where's where's Falcon? War Machine? Somebody? <laughs> nope. Let's get the sixteen year old. So I don't know. Maybe they'll explain it more when the movie actually comes out. And I, like I said, I trust Marvel. They'll figure this out. I know. I know it'll be a completely good explanation when it finally comes out. Some people are saying it might be time warping. I don't know if this is true or not. They saying it may be after Endgame, but before Infinity War. <laughs> like that makes no fucking sense. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Or it might. That actually might make sense. They, I'm not gonna think about it too much. Let's let's move on past that. But yeah, uh, good movie comes out in July. And Eli, we're not too far away from the superhero kick up that's about to get started. I think what uh, both Shazam comes out in April. March. Uh, Captain Marvel March. comes out in March. Yeah. We're, we're right there. Yeah, we're right there. We're about to get started again. Um, let me see. Is there any video game news we can talk about? We can, but that PlayStation, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, do you want to talk about that uh, Assassin's Creed shit? Uh, sure. I didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't play it, or I don't even know what it is. So. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, let's move past that. <laughs> we'll skip this week. Don't worry. We'll have some good stuff for you next week. Uh, that being said, let's move on to the bread and butter of the podcast. Let's, uh, this is where we actually talk about the comic books that came out. Uh, last week, and Eli, I think you got more books than me. I guess I guess you can, you can go first on that. Um. Okay. Uh, I will start out with Shredder in Hell. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the number one, this little mini series where, you know, I've I haven't read uh, the I've been, I haven't been keeping up on the uh, IDW run. I've read some of that. I know they've sort of retconned the origin stories as far as making the the turtles. And, and Splinter, they're reincarnations of old, you know, ninja warriors and stuff like that. Um, and this starts out where Shredder has, is dead, and his spirit goes to hell, and it's just him traveling through these different levels of, of you know, of hell, you know. Oh, did, they, did they say how he died? Uh, it looks like, from what, I don't know if it's true or not, but it looks like uh, Splinter killed him. Oh, wow, so, okay. 
Because um, in one of the early, like, early runs, uh, Leonardo chopped his head off. Okay, well then, yeah, then that's his head is chopped off. But this also reminds me of uh, the very first, way back, the very first number one back in the day, where they fought him on the rooftop. You know, kind of the the book that the the movie, the old movies were based off of, where the the turtles sort of ganged up on him on the rooftop. That's what it looks like it's happened, and um, and then Shred or yeah, Splinter kills him. That's like a flashback, anyways. I'm not sure if that's what it's going. With, with that, that's where they were going. But it sort of goes through his, you know, flashbacking through his life, um, back to when he was kids, with him and, uh, you know, Yoshi, you know, the the the, who Splinter ends up becoming, um, him there, you know, as kids, and then they he meets the, uh, the uh, the the tech, the Keshi Tatsuo, the old uh, master of the Foot Clan, the the reincarnation of Orokusaki. So he's going through, it's just pretty cool of him just going through all these different planes of hell, um, kind of, uh, yeah, on search, searching for the power that that gave him, you know, vengeance and all that shit. And then at the end of the book, he meets, like, these demon versions of the turtles, and that's where it ends. So um, it gets a little wordy at times as far as, oh, you know, the power that you have is actually a metaphor for... Um, you know, desired and all that stuff. You know, it gets a little, you know, hokey at times, but still cool. Art is really cool. I give it a four out of five. I thought it was pretty sweet. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what do we do with it? Okay, let's go with Superman number seven. All right. I may be getting the number wrong. So basically how the book starts off is, uh, let's just jump right into it. The book starts off with uh, Jonathan Kent, uh, little baby Jonathan Kent, that is now grown to 17-year-old Jonathan Kent. Yeah, so all of a sudden he's grown. He's been gone only three weeks, but he's grown about seven years since then. And Superman sees his son and hugs him and super hugs him and won't let his son go. Like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Quit hugging me. You know, no, oh, I miss you, son. And then he finally lets go and asks him. Then he gets mad, like, where the hell you been? You know, and he was like, yeah, I was going to get to that. And he sees him. He, like I said, his son is older. He has, like, a little scar on his cheek and stuff like that. He's like, wait, why are you older? Okay, is this red, red kryptonite, blue kryptonite, green kryptonite, gold kryptonite? You're like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, Brainiac, nope. Uh, did Lex Luthor put you in a cell and uh, clone you and with Cadmus? Like, nope, none of that. Dad, I lived all of this stuff. I am, this is me. I am you. I am this age, and I've been trying to get back to you the whole time. For me, it's been years. For you, it's been weeks, you know. Okay, so first thing we need to do, we don't, we'll go talk to your mom. Your mom has to see you right now. So they fly over to uh, Lois' apartment because, like I said, Supes and Lois are kind of separated right now, but not really. So Lois uh, sees Superman outside of the window, and she's just in a robe, so like that, and she thinks it's a booty call. You know, well, hello there, Mr. Kent. You know, she starts opening up a robe and stuff like that. And then Jonathan all of a sudden pops up, and Superman tries to put his hands over his son's eyes, you know, not knowing the son has X-ray vision, you know. Uh, and then he's like, like, Jonathan? And she sees him, and she didn't realize how old he got, so she started hugging him and stuff like that, and she gets mad at him. She's like, okay, tell me where the hell you been. He's like, okay, I've been trying to tell you this for the longest. And actually, this is the part where Lois and Jonathan were there also. They both tell the story of how they first got with uh, Jor-El. And they went on his spaceship, and then they went flying all around the galaxy and stuff like that. And Jonathan and Jor-El gave Lois a Superwoman costume. Which is actually a throwback from like the old books, you know, she used to have because she used to be Superwoman and stuff, you know, to protect her from the the dangers of space. 
right before they can get going and see what's going on, they get attacked by a spaceship. And the spaceship is surrounded by the Dominators. Those guys again. The, the bad guys that they keep using over and over and over again. So Jorel and Jonathan fly out, you know, and just take out the whole platoon by themselves. And Jorel even says, yeah, the Dominator ships that they were, just attacked us, they were on the way to Earth. So my son and his super friends, we just saved them some trouble. That way they have to worry about it. So they went flying off and, and Lois said she was hungry. So they went to this planet that's got this bar and stuff like that. And, you know, she's walking around with Superman, you know, House of L symbol on. And Jorel is saying, uh, Lois, let you know that symbol on your chest, that's royalty. You're like, oh, Jorel, you trying to make yourself bigger than what you are? Like, no, not me. My son, your husband, Superman, the entire galaxy knows who he is. So wherever Lois Lane goes, everybody just looks at looks at her and start. You remember the scene in BBS where you know they start worshiping Superman's feet in the on the day of the dead. Basically, that yeah. scene happens. They are they basically start worshiping Lois' feet because you know they say she's the wife of Superman, and everybody starts asking for help. She's like, "Wife of Superman, save us." Do this for us. Do that for us. You know, we got this. Uh, my son is trapped on planet Daxum. Can you please save him? And Jorel's like, "Look, I can help you out. Tell me what to do." And then they go to Daxum. They save the uh stuff like that. And before they save the uh, you know, the basically got this slave ring on Daxum. And before they go there, Jonathan asks, you know, Jorel, Grandpa, let me get him. And he's like, "Have at it." And Jonathan just beats the fuck out of everybody by himself and frees the slave trade and stuff like that. And Lois realized, okay, I'm kind of slowing everybody down and kind of messing up. So I tell you what, I'm just going to take a spaceship and just fly back to Earth. And you guys can keep doing whatever you're doing. She flies, and that's the end of that story. And then Superman says, okay, so after that, what happened? And Jonathan was trying to tell him, yeah, the moment Mom left, that's when things got crazy. Uh, Grandpa, he's not all there upstairs, and we need to do something about it. And that's how the book ends. We're saying next issue, Father's Day. So, pretty cool story. I liked it. It was Bendisi at times. I guess Bendisi is a word now. Uh, overall, I give it a 4.5 out of 5. Entertaining read. I was glad, you know, Jonathan Back is pretty much just his story, you know. So, yeah, all I got. All right, cool. All right, since we're on DC, the only DC book I'm going to do is Detective Comics 996. Um, countdown to 1000 and this fucking book is just all sorts of fucking nuts <laughs> this, is, this is dope man um basically we're still going uh peter tomasi's run where uh somebody has been recreating the murder of batman's parents and stuff and uh just fucking with them um we they um what they do they shot uh alfred he's all fucked up and he goes, last last issue, it ended with uh, Batman going to Arkham Asylum. So, okay, y'all going to start talking. And this one, it start you know, the first page is like a nine panel, um, you know, layout of all the villains with like black eyes and bloody lips and shit. Like Batman's just beating the shit out of everybody. Like, nope, I, I don't know nothing. Nobody knows nothing. <laughs> so, so, so Batman, yeah, all these villains are just getting, you know, just, you know all bruised up and shit you hurt grundy grundy hurt you yeah (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny but it's basically he's still trying to find out who's doing this who's behind these murders that are just recreating basically batman's life um he goes on a like a uh, sort of on this trip around the world basically tracking down people that are trying to uh 
who know who bat who know who Bruce Wayne is Batman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he's going around, he ends up finding uh Henry Ducard, you know? Okay. And he's like, Hey man, I don't you know, what's up, man? Somebody's doing this shit to me. And he's like, Hey, it ain't me, but I'm sure whoever it is, they're after me too, and you led them right to me. And then this fucking that there's a monster that, you know, Batman fought a couple issues ago that mm-hmm. sort of takes on like the the traits of all the villains he's ever fought. So it's like this big, huge mutant monster, like the like a John Carpenter's a thing kind of kind of kind of creature with yeah. like heads of the multiple heads of like the Joker and you know Penguin and Killer Croc and all these arms and shit, you know. And so it's like they fight that monster and they're like, what the fuck is going on and shit, and you know. So really cool fucking book. Uh, like I said, the countdown. They're this is the you know, they're counting down to 1,000, so this is a pretty cool storyline. I give this a 4 out of 5. No, fuck it, 4.5 out of 5. Because okay. this is just this book is just nuts, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're building up to 1,000. I'm curious to see what 1,000 is going to be like. Is it going to be a continuation yeah. of that or a finale of that? Or is this going to be like Action Comics where it's just like story after story, you know? It'll be a big $10 issue with a bunch of small Oh, yeah, you know it's coming. So, <laughs> uh, All right, now, the book I have next is The Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, uh, Eli, I don't know why you didn't like this book. I love this book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, but let's, let's, uh, let, let me just well, get okay. it. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's not I didn't like it. I just, like, I I read this, and I thought, oh, that was okay. And then I read Detectives after it. I was like, damn! <laughs> <laughs> I got you in perspective. I get what you're saying. <laughs> okay, so basically what the book starts off with, like I said, last book we left off with, Joker shot himself in the chest and infected Batman with the Joker venom. So... Uh, this book opens up with Joker with the you know with a hole in the shit size of a baseball on the operating table, and Alfred is trying to save him. Meanwhile, Batman is pumping every single bit of Joker uh, serum, you know, in his body as much as he can. And Alfred's saying, "Okay, all that serum in there, what will that help you do? Well, that'll give me about a week before I turn into Joker, like a week at the most. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's not good." And I know we have, and she's like, whatever you do, Alfred, you got to save him. And Alfred's like, I can't save him. He has a hole in the chest size of a baseball. Like, dude, you can't save him. And then you start thinking, well, even if I did save him, it's the Joker. Should we even be trying to save him? You know, (laughs) or even if I don't save him, maybe I can, you know, cause no oxygen to his brain and maybe he'll still be alive, but he won't be able to do anything. He's like, Joker, I mean, uh, Alfred. Put your hands back on the fucking clown and make sure he's alive. And he's like, well, I'm going to pretend like the, the Joker is talking in you, not you. You know, he he, he already realized he's starting to freak out, you know. So yeah. he goes with, with Gordon. You know, he dressed up as Harvey Bullock, trying to get clues, stuff like that. And he starts freaking out around uh, Gordon also. Going like, something's not right about you. You're kind of off, you know. But at the same time, he still get managed to get clues and stuff. He finds out the clues. Oh, because they just found another dead Bruce Wayne. And they kind of figured out what he's doing is that, of course, the Batman who's laugh is basically plucking these Bruce Waynes out of whatever they were doing. And as he's doing, like, this one obviously is some kind of high tower and stuff like that. And when he plucked him into this universe, he just fell right in the car and that's it. And, of course, in his universe, he was mayor. You know, he was happy. And he realized what he's doing. Like, every one of these Batman that he, I mean, every one of these Bruce Waynes he's killing, he's basically taking some kind of serum because he's eventually he's going to turn everybody into some kind of nightmare version of him also he's going to infect the entire plant uh entire gotham but that's okay because batman has a contingency it's in wayne's tower just in case something like that happened because the joker has attacked uh gotham so many times 
he has something in Wayne's Tower called the Laugh Last Protocol that will activate itself and flood the town with vaccines just in case something like that would happen. So he knows the Batman who laughs is going to attack that because he's also Batman. So he goes there, of course, when he gets there in Wayne's Tower, Batman who laughs to kill everybody except this one blind guard who doesn't realize that that's not Bruce Wayne, you know, because he sounds like Bruce Wayne. So he gets there, they get into a fight, and of course they know how to counter with a counter with a counter because they're Batman, they know how to beat it, you know, see each other move before the next move's going on. But the thing is about Batman, knew he was going to fight the Batman who laughs, so he has invented his own martial arts before he got there to fight him, and whatever. He beats the Batman who laughs. But as soon as he beats him, Batman gets shot by the Grim Knight. For those who don't know who the Grim Knight is, the Grim Knight is Punisher Batman. Mm-hmm. And he shoots him with a bullet that has a bat taser. So he's so far ahead of prep time, his bullets have bullets? You know, that's the Grim Reaper, the Grim, bat, or Grim Knight or whatever. So like Batman's total, down. Total Snyder shit, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> because that's, that's what happens in these books. So yeah. Batman is down. The Batman who laughed knows how to activate the last uh, laugh protocol because his fingerprints matches Bruce Wayne, so he has access to it. Uh, he deactivates it and tells Wayne Tower to blow up. He leaves Batman there. Batman is able to get, get to his feet just in time to get the blind guard and jump out of Wayne Tower before Wayne Tower is completely obliterated. So, yes, Wayne Tower is gone. You know, he goes back to the Batcave. And tells Alfred to wake Joker up, wake him up now. And Joker's just laughing the whole time. And Alfred's trying to tell him he's not la- he's just he's not laughing really. He's just breathing. That's how he breathes by laughing. And Joker's like, oh no, I'm awake. And then okay, Batman is like, okay, tell me what the fuck Batman who laugh has going on right now. He's like, I don't know. There's only one person who knows. And then he cuts back to uh Commissioner Gordon and he's talking to James Gordon Jr., another Scott Snyder creation. Yeah. Yeah, and book ends from there because I guess he's like a psychopath. Oh he yeah, he's a psychopath. He's just yeah. as crazy as Joker. Yeah, yeah. They was in that Black Mirror story. Actually, Bruce Wayne Batman ever fought him? Dick Grayson Batman fought him, or some shit. They, he was actually storyline. Oh, right when Dick Grayson was. Oh, that's right. Him. It was like the last story right before the New Fifty Two kicked off. Okay. Yeah, so that's where James Gordon Jr. came in at. So, yeah, overall, like I said, I love the book. Four point five out of five. Just because Punisher Batman is showing up, killing people again. Batman who laughs finally gets loose and starts killing people. Uh, and my favorite part about it, the stuff they were saying about Batman. Because Batman looks at them like the Nightmare version. And they were like, no, Batman. No, Bruce. We look you're at the, you like the Nightmare version. Like, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, you're the miserable version. You're the least effective Batman out of all of them. We've all accomplished what we tried to do. You're the one still going in a circle doing the same bullshit over and over and again. <laughs> You know, because you live by some kind of crazy morality. So it was just a well told story. They, you know, this Batman knows everything about that Batman and so many Batman. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was really well written. It's, you know, it's Scott Snyder. He knows what he's doing. The art, you know, Jock's art is cool. Mm-hmm. There's just a couple of issues I had. Like, I mean, it was such a shocking ending last time. You know, oh shit, Batman's infected with the Joker venom, and then. You open up this book and like, oh, he's injecting himself with serum and he's he's fine. <laughs> but, he, like, but he's not fine. I mean, he's, he's trying. Not fine. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's got a week. It's like, oh man, I thought we were gonna have 
fucking Joker Batman again. Like, yeah, but but he's <laughs> freaking out. That's the thing. Every now and then he shows up doing Joker stuff, and then even the Batman who laughs tells him the point you at right now is the same point I was about a week before I became the Joker, and you're basically on the same path I am because you realize everything yeah. you're doing doesn't doesn't work. You know? Yeah, and then the whole thing about like, does the Batman who laugh, does he? Have the same voice as Bruce he's Wayne? got to, yeah, because that but blind guard. But his fucking his word bubbles are all evil looking. I <laughs> right. I would expect him. He's like talking like this, <laughs> you know, because his his words are all evil and red and creepy looking. It's like, but then the blind guy recognizes him as Bruce Wayne. I'm like, so I remember like thinking, what? So is he just like talking like regular? Batman? <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you changing his word bubbles then? I just, right. I, 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 I just, I just, I guess so he did it for our benefit, you know. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, what? And I, I was like, oh, sure, why not? It's a comic. Fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I did like the fact that, you know, um, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I prepared because, you know, the whole joke around, um, you know, Batman's biggest superpower is preparation time right is i prepared i'd learned a, i learned a martial art that you don't know <laughs> but then he's like, yeah i was like but but i knew you were gonna learn it so that's why <laughs> that's why i let you be and, that and then you so get shot about it right? <laughs> it's, it's like i prepared more than you <laughs> i prepared for your preparation but yeah. because i knew you were gonna do that <laughs> yeah i thought that was pretty funny so yeah <laughs> So right. yeah, I'm I'm loving the book. That's just me. I'm, I'm I don't know. This is the book people need to be reading right now. Punisher, Batman, Joker, Batman. This is the book everybody needs to be picking up. This needs to be talked about. I feel like. I yeah. Know. All right. Now my other book, Conan the Barbarian, number two. Damn it! I didn't know there was a number two out. Oh, this is dope. This was so fucking dope. <laughs> Yeah, so this is continue on uh, the life and death of Conan, part two, um, the Savage Border, which is, you know, the title of this tale. Savage Border, eh, get it? Border. That's still, you know, uh-huh. uh, okay. commentary. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. It. It's weird yeah. in a Conan kind yeah. of, but okay. Yeah, um, and it makes it work. Um, basically, we're continuing the situation, uh, the storyline from last time, where the Crimson Witch. Is uh has uh basically is after Conan because his blood, you know, has is so full of death and destruction that his blood is so potent with dark energy that um, yeah the Crimson Witch wants his blood. But this um before that happens, this takes place you know in his again in his younger days where Conan is hunting these uh this tribe people called the Picts and they they resemble indigenous native people. And he goes in there. He goes, um, goes across the across the river, across the border, to uh, the um, to Aquilonia, the, uh, the you know the normal noble town. You know what I'm saying? So he crosses the river into the the savage lands, and he's hunting these pit people, these these, these tribal people. Um, and basically, uh, he gets cornered by these big giant white snakes. And um, he fights the snakes, but he gets infected with the venom. Um, he wakes up in the tribal village, and the medicine man is like, "Hey, um, yeah, you, you're you're about to die, but we saved you." And he's like, "We know who you are. You're Conan the Cimmerian. You're everybody hates you around here because you kill us. You 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 basically come from 
you know, those foreign, you're those foreigners, you're with those foreigners that come into our lands and steal our lands and kill us all. Oh, wow. So okay. we don't, we don't like you around here, but you know what? We know who the fuck you are and we know what you can do. And uh, I just saved your life. And in, and in token, you're going to help us kill these fucking snakes that have been killing our people. Hmm. So Conan reluctantly joins the, the army of warriors with these tribal people and they fight these giant snakes. And after a while, he starts to gain respect from the other wars because the other wars hate him. They're like, we know who you are, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're that asshole who fucking kills our people. But after a while, he's like getting down with them and killing these snakes and they start respecting Conan and shit. And and then and in turn, Conan's like, well, hey, the, these people aren't really savages. They're like actually, they remind me of my own people, the Sumerians. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 we're, we're actually got a lot in common. And he starts respecting them, and it almost like becomes one with the tribe. It's basically like dances with Conan. That's what it was sounding like. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a man called Conan. Remember a man called horse? Mm-hmm. That old <laughs> is a man called Conan. <laughs> And that's what it is. But then, you know, he finally, you know, of course, he kills the the, the king snake, and then decides to leave. I mean, the 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 medicines man, like, you know, you have a place here. You know, you're you're one of us. You know, like it or not, you have more in common with us than you do with those assholes on the other side of the border. You know, because they don't respect your ways. They don't respect our ways. You know, you have a you have a place here. You know, he's like, no, I'll find my own way, man. And then he uh, he he ends up leaving. You know, he ends up leaving and going back goes back across the border and and he's kind of miserable he's back into the bars and uh, you know in this into quote-unquote civilization and he's just not digging it and he kind of just wanders away and it just you know you know uh it shows the last panel those kids that stabbed him in the last issue right they're like hey there he is we need to get him and he's not yet brother we need to wait we need to wait till he's nice and ripe (laughs) oh wow okay (laughs) so that's where it ends so this was just a fucking cool ass story. Um, I, you know, me as a Native American, I was like, oh man, they're they're. I, I, I had a, like a little little bit of an issue with the way they were portraying these tribal people, but then I was like, you know what? It's fantasy. Fuck it, just go with it. And I went with it and kept reading. And I'm like, no, this is actually a really cool story that has a lot of parallels to what is going on today, as right. far as you know, borders and people trying to protect their own, their own, you know what I mean? You know, I think that's a set, you know, I think the reason why there's a division in this country and politically, because people want, are looking out for their own, right. you know, they want to protect their own, you know, and not realizing that that's what everybody wants to do. And that's the one thing we all have in common is we want to protect our own. And that's all these people are doing is mm-hmm. protecting their own, you know, but you know, we keep encroaching on each other's shit and, you know, that's where the conflicts happen. And we need to like, I guess the, the message is we need to respect each other's ways. Right. Because in the end, we all sort of want the same shit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You're like, think bigger than just, you know, you and your, you know, community, family, things like that. Like, take other people in consideration also. That's kind of where the disconnect comes. Yeah. And it's like, just because people are different than you doesn't mean they're, they don't have the same interests as you. Right. At the end of the day, we all want to raise our families, you know, take, make money, you know, retire. I mean, we all want those things. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I thought this was a really cool story, really cool Conan story. And then it's just, it had a lot of deep, deep, meaningful themes going on. 
So this is, a, again, another five out of five with this Conan. <laughs> Conan, the SJW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the name of yeah. this podcast. Who severs off heads and shit, cutting off heads and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so That's all I got. Oh, that's all you got? Oh, I thought you had more than that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, we should have talked about this earlier, but we can talk about it now. Uh, yeah, George Perez is retiring. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we can talk about that now because it's, you know, comic book related. Yeah. Um, I feel bad about it because the, for those that don't know, well, if you if you this far into the podcast, you know who the fuck George Perez is. Yeah. If not, you stop and go do something else. Uh, like I said, he made Christ on Infinite, Infinite Earths. So many other books. He was on that legendary run of Teen Titans. Uh, Eli, I'm actually reading that run right now. Oh, really? Oh, because you got DC Universe. Because I got DC Universe and I'm reading it. And I, I'll be honest with you. The first 20 issues were actually kind of slow, other than a few issues where, where Deathstroke pops up, and then Deathstroke kind of just disappears, you don't see him again, you know. But now I'm at the part where, like, Brother Blood shows up and stuff, like, okay, this is starting to get into because Brother Blood is in charge of this uh, teen cult, where he, you know, recruits teenagers and stuff like that. And since Teen Titans are teenagers, they go undercover in there to find out what's going on, and, you know, and it's just... It's really interesting, especially when you got Wally West. I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'll, t- I'll talk about Teen Titans later on. Anyway, it's getting interesting. I'm almost at the Judas contract, which I'm really trying to get to. But one thing I'm starting to realize, I'm starting to realize why Teen Titans was so popular back then. Okay. Remember how we talk about the X-Men, how they had all these hot women? Yeah. Well, let's just say George Perez has a certain way he draws Starfire. <laughs> that is, is kind of catches your attention. Wonder Girl too, like Wonder Girl is like super hot in there. <laughs> so yeah, but and that's that's George Perez. But yeah, he and I think about George Perez the way I'm reading his book. Like you can literally read all of his comics like without reading the letters. That's how descriptive his panels are. Like he loads the book with panels and stuff like that, but they're so descriptive you can just read it straight through, and you know every fucking thing that's going on. It tells the story. You know, yeah. I love I love uh. Uh, artists like that. Jim Lee was like that. Well, you know, so descriptive. You could just read his stuff straight through. Kirby was like that. McFarlane like that. All the greats, all the legends do that. Yeah, he kind of defined the characters for like the 80s. Yeah. Like so many other people were ripping him off, you know. Uh, he did some, like when I was reading that Avengers run, like every single book ever made, he had an Avengers run in that. And he was drawing the shit out of Wasp in there too. I was like, I shouldn't be looking at Wasp like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Wasp was fucking hot in those books. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's a sad. That's, you know, all the all the greats, man, they're leaving. Yeah, he also drew well, that that one cover of Crisis with like how many characters were on that cover? Oh, like, yeah, everybody, that was fucking insane. Everybody, everybody on like, there, and that's the thing they said. George George was like extremely descriptive. Like he threw just throw like Crisis itself. Like you read those books, there was so much shit crammed into all of those books. It was just amazing stuff that he did. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to look up. I guess the one the one person that wasn't on that cover mm-hmm. was Hal Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's just something. Okay, but like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Listen to our other podcasts we have. We got our sister podcast, Geek Savs. Uh, we have this Geeks and Comics. Uh, I want to see what they got to say about these books. Uh, we also have Instruments in Destruction. We have this Geeks and Comics. We have Hoodoo TV. We have Get Valiant. I don't think we have any more football podcasts. I think we're done with that. And yeah, like I said, that is the Outright Geekery Network. We geek out. Ding. Trademark. By somebody. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> that being said, this is Leroy. 
This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. <laughs>